0: Blog Talk Radio
1: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Total Entertainment with Johnny Vegas, Jim Meyer, and Bunny Carly. And uh, how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Jim? How you doing, Bunny?
2: Um, I am doing great, just getting over a uh, cold and uh, excited about another show. And one of our, our biggest guests ever is going to be on in just mere moments. Mm,
3: I'm doing great, yeah. Johnny. Thank you so much for um, having our show again today.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a great
1: show. Our guest is Al Snow. He is a professional <laughs> lacrosse. Uh, <laughs> i almost said lacrosse. Professional wrestler, and uh, maybe he'll be a professional lacrosse player. We never know. And he's also an actor, and he does so many things. He's he's a man of many hats. And uh, without further ado, let's bring on the man, the myth, the legend, Al Snow. How are you doing, Al?
0: I'm doing great, and with that introduction, I kind of feel like I'm, like, Bigfoot now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're happy to have you, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, Bunny, why don't you, uh, you know, take the first question?
3: Oh, great. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'd like to say thanks again for coming on our show, Al. Um, it was wonderful meeting you on set of... Uh, with you around and i must say i am a huge fan of your acting you took that whole um scene and did it in one take and you were just hilarious we were really having to not laugh behind the scenes so yeah thank you so much for coming on our show
0: well thank you for having me on your show and and being so kind as to flatter me (laughs) saying that i'm a great actor because I don't think that I'm anything but. Oh but please! As long as they keep, you know, letting me do it, I'll uh, I'll keep doing it. I enjoy it a lot. I really really, really had fun uh, working with everybody and working with you. You're just you're fantastic.
2: Oh
3: my gosh! And, Thank you so much.
2: And Al, besides the the movie that you and Bunny worked on together, can you give us a rundown of how people could maybe find you in in other productions? Um, are you on IMDB or is there a way to to uh, to see a, a,
0: basically a list of your credits out there? Yeah I'm on IMDB uh, with a lot of apparently a lot of credits um, more than I even thought I had because um, I don't really keep track of all that. Um, and uh, I, let's see I've got a movie called Overtime that's on iTunes and Google right now. Uh, Penny Dreadful Picture Show that's on iTunes and Google. Uh, Money Shot, which is on Netflix, uh, okay. a horror film called Alice D that's coming out this year, uh, a comedy horror film called Fat Chance that's coming out this year, and um, uh, another horror film called Lake Erie that will be coming out this year. And if people want to follow me and read all the stupid stuff that I post, I'm on Facebook and... <laughs> uh, and. Uh, <laughs> And then I'm on Twitter as the real Al Snow. I know, yes, there were some fakes, which I wrote them and said, if you're going to fake being a celebrity, you should aim higher. But hey, <laughs> there's no accounting for taste, you know. I mean, I'd be Neil Armstrong or Abraham Lincoln or you know somebody really cool. I'm not going to be Al Snow. Come on.
1: Yeah, I don't know, Al. I, I think you are pretty cool. I mean, I definitely. I've been a big fan of yours uh, in all of your uh, wrestling endeavors, and I do have to say that you have been one of the most you know, hardcore wrestlers I've ever seen. Uh, how is how is your body holding up after all those years of chair shots and tables and thumbtacks and whatever else there is, kitchen
0: sinks? <laughs> kitchen <in> sinks, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just the general abuse from wrestling is, you know, it takes its toll, and you know, if I if I were to wake up tomorrow and not hurt somewhere, I'd probably ask somebody to kick me in the Jimmy so I'd feel normal. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it you know that's part and parcel. I mean, everything that you want to do has a has a cost, has a price, and to get to have the amazing, wonderful adventure of a life that I've had uh, mm-hmm. for the last thirty two years, I don't think that's all that much to complain about. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, You know, I'd rather not be hurting a lot of times, but it's nothing that can't be lived with. And, you know, like I said, I've gotten to go places, see things, do things, and meet people, much like Bunny and everybody else. But, you know, I would have never had the opportunity to, to meet if it hadn't been for, you know, being involved in wrestling for so many years. So, you know, I take my lucky stars every day. I feel blessed. I've been on vacation for you know, my whole adult life, I've never had to work a day. I've always just done what I loved. And I don't have to grow up. I mean, I fake fight other men in their underwear for money. I mean, how stupid is that? <laughs> and get, get paid a lot of money. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. When you really look at it, I'm a grown man. Do you understand? I am a, I'm a—I'm an adult. I mean, I don't act like one. I Certainly, I'm an adult. But I get paid to go out and... Basically, fake fight other men. You know, and, well, not so much now. I get to fa I get paid to basically tell other men how to fake fight other men now. So that you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I can't complain. It's tremendous. I mean, the only say. thing better is my magic show for the blind. I mean, it's, that's even that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they love card tricks too. Trust me. Um, oh my you got to say ta-da after every trick. They don't know anything happened. Is, is this your car? I don't know. I can't see. It is. Ta-da. <laughs> yes, I
1: swear. I
0: don't have to really have an attractive assistant or anything like that. It's not like they're going to know. Yeah. You could be my. Yeah,
1: uh, Bunny, you could be his as assistant.
3: Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. I actually... I'm in training to be a magician's assistant, so that's perfect. That is
0: fantastic. Yeah. I would love to do that. I don't think I'd have the discipline to practice enough to be, you know, to be a magician, but I could be an assistant. That'd be awesome. I'd be <laughs> the only assistant they've ever had, but, you know, because I'd look terrible <laughs> in those outfits. And I really can't but you know walk way. heels either.
3: You'd probably be a great distraction, which is one of the things that the assistant does.
0: I'm sure if I'm in <laughs> one of those outfits and high heels, I would be definitely a distraction. <laughs> that's <a> the
1: <great> belief. <laughs> but, but I have a question. Would uh, would head be a part of your uh, your uh, magic show? And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, that's uh, Al Snow's uh, partner in crime and always uh, wrestling matches.
0: Yeah, my friend, my confidant. Of course, you know it's not like I can leave the house without him. I do. They get very upset when I come home, and then you know, next thing you know, we're yeah. arguing for day. They won't talk to me. You know, it's what <laughs> you get. The you get the what's wrong. <sighs> <laughs> Nothing, and you know something's wrong. You know what I mean? You're in the yeah. living room, you hear them in the kitchen, banging pots and pans, slamming the cabinet <laughs> you know. And you're <laughs> like, what's wrong? Nothing, you know. I, I don't go. I just take them. Even though they do complain when I take them because they you know, they get upset because I'm not going to buy a plane ticket for them, you know. They can fit in the overhead bin. So. <laughs> yeah. I understand they have concerns about the x-ray machine with security, but that's not going to do anything. So, you know, it's <laughs> Then they act like oh they God. can't breathe in the overhead bend. I'm like, come on, I know you can breathe.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not putting you in this so just stay up there.
3: Oh, my God. So funny. So um, when your professional wrestling career from 82 to 95, and now you teach other people, um, do you ever teach how to stunt for um, movies or anything like that?
0: I haven't taught how, anyone how to do stunts for movies because I think they're they're a little bit they're fundamentally a little different um, uh, than what we do. What I try to teach, oh. I don't really try to teach um, necessarily the physicality. The physicality of wrestling is the easiest thing to teach. It's the simplest, mm. the most elementary part of it. Um, what I try to teach is the psychology and the mm-hmm. uh, storytelling and the manipulation of the audience's emotions through that. So, oh my and God. that takes uh, that takes years to learn. But that's what I've, I teach. I don't. Uh, there are other people that teach the the basics, the physical stuff. I focus more on the mental and the psychology part.
2: Wow. Yeah, you know, if somebody wanted to to learn from you, uh, it sounds like you have decades of experience, and and um, you have something. else a nice or, way how, to, how they,
0: huh? Decades of decades of experience. A nice way to say <laughs> I'm old.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, you, you have plenty of experience.
2: You have a plethora. Um, yeah. Plenty. If somebody wanted to, if somebody wanted to reach out to your cornucopia. Um, where, where are you located? Where do you
0: teach? <laughs> well, I, currently I reside in Louisville, Kentucky. There's a wonderful training facility here. Um, I don't, I don't work with them anymore right now, but I do show up every once in a while and, you know, kind of watch and give pointers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but it's a, it's a wonderful place called OBW and it's, you know, they, they've got a lot of very experienced, uh, uh, you know, they've got a lot of cornucopias themselves. And, uh it, it would be one of the very, you know, one of the few places I would recommend if somebody were interested to go do something like that. But, um, unfortunately right now I, I don't, uh, just don't have the time as much as I did to, to teach as much as I have. I used to, you know, run a psychology class, a class oh on uh, the psychology of it all every week. And. I would write the TV and direct it and produce it and all that, but I, I because they have a local TV show that they do, and I would use oh that to God. teach. But uh, I don't do that now. Really? Wow,
3: that's yeah. fascinating. Psychology.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I feel yeah,
1: I feel like a lot of wrestlers uh, don't don't capitalize on that part of the the business. The the psychology, like you said, there's a lot of wrestlers that need to put more of the character into it, emotion into it, and like some wrestlers just kind of go through the the steps uh where they need to kind of convey more of the psychology part so I do agree with you there that it's definitely not.
0: Yeah. It's just like acting, you know, it's so different I would assume. Uh you know, I don't know uh much, but I know that, you know, with uh um you know, as far as acting there, you know, once somebody gets on screen, it's pretty much their chance, their opportunity to you know, do whatever they want with that character. They've got the guidelines, yeah. you know, different than wrestling. They've got pretty much more stringent guidelines and direction and so on than wrestlers do. But, you know, ultimately at the end yeah. of the day, once they get on the screen, it's pretty much their, their ball game. So they can do whatever they yeah. want. And, uh, you know, with wrestling, it's 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 similar. It, there are a lot of things that are very much the same, but there are a lot of things that are intrinsically um dramatically different and uh mm-hmm. um you have to you know develop and understand different skills um you know cuz what we do is not really so much per se acting as much as it it, it is kind of acting i guess you could say but like uh, uh what's that one form of acting that they that, that everybody knows the uh method. Was, not improv it's improv yes certainly it is definitely method improv, but it's But it's, it's immersive. It's, you become, you know, it's, it's for the person, the character that they portray is really just a extension of who they are, just a portion of it that they turn the volume up on. So it's not really so much acting as it is just them, you know, opening up and letting that one thing out more. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, how do you prepare yourself for, uh, like, getting hit with a, a metal chair like that? And is it, like, a real metal chair? I mean, like, is there anything different about it? I mean, how do you guys take those chair shots?
0: Um, you just grit your teeth, pretty much. <laughs> that's about oh it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's about all you do. You know, they're real yeah. chairs. And you know, the only thing that's fake uh, in wrestling is the same thing that's fake in boxing, which is the same thing that's in MMA. And it's always been the only thing that's fake, and it'll never change, and that's just the outcome is predetermined. The only yeah. thing, you know, that's all you ever sell. That's the only thing you're ever trying to convince the audience is real is that you're out there trying to do what you're trying to do to try to win and not lose. So you base your story and your conflict and your struggle all off of that. So, um, you know, the boxing's the same. In MMA's the same. It's a business, and, and, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, you, you need to control the outcome so that you can control the emotions so that you can then control the business.
2: So, uh, Al, you're yeah. saying that boxing, professional boxing, the, it is predetermined and... Of course. Uh, it, really. <laughs> I,
0: yeah.
2: I guess I'm a little naive. Um, so my, back in Muhammad Ali's day also?
0: Sure, sure. It's always been. Wow.
2: Unbelievable. Always. I mean... Maybe, I guess I'm not that right. I don't get out. My wife doesn't let me out of the house at all, but I did not know that. And uh, um, So, Johnny, did you know that?
1: I did not. Uh, you know, that's definitely, you know, an interesting uh, point, and uh, you know, I, mean, I definitely can see it a little bit because, you know, you, you definitely don't want to have somebody – you you want to have somebody the face of your business, and so let's say Muhammad Ali – doesn't end up, you know, winning as much as he did, or something. Then his uh his legacy and the boxing legacy is a little bit lower. So I I definitely could see a little bit of what you're saying.
0: But mm-hmm. Alpha yeah.
2: going on record is saying that it's a hundred percent fixed and it's not real boxing.
0: It's oh my not gosh. 100%. It's oh, it's a matter of
2: remember, business.
0: Sometimes some people will are willing to do business and sometimes people are not willing to do business. And you know
3: <laughs> and, Yeah.
0: You know, it comes so. down to that. And and some matches are going to uh and that's a term coined for boxing that that you know, uh, every every match there's never a match, never a boxing match that doesn't do business, that doesn't do some type of business. Now you know, for us in wrestling there three types of business. We'll have a match to make a guy, which is to make people believe in him um, uh, psychologically, and then we'll have matches to, if it's a good guy, we'll have matches to get him over. The term get over is to make the audience want to be him, to live vicariously Mm. through him. So the express purpose of going out there is not necessarily to wrestle the match as much as it is to make the audience want to emotionally connect and be that person, live vicariously through them. Um, you know, and then we'll have matches for the bad guy to get them heat. Heat is mm-hmm. not anger or uh, frustration; it's a want, a need, a desire by the audience to see uh, the good guy that they have uh, come to identify with to overcome and you know win the day. Um, you know, and, and boxing is the same way. They'll do certain fights to do certain business. You know, some mm-hmm. fights I'm sure are 100 percent straight up. Um, mm-hmm. What we call a shoot, where they're they're legit and they don't have the outcome predetermined. And but on the build towards those fights, let's say you want to build a particular fighter. Well, you need him to look. You know, you're you're in the process of making him and making him look mm-hmm. like he could be a potential heavyweight champion. Well, if we don't make this guy in the six month build or eight or year build or two year build to look like he could be the heavyweight champion, well, once he gets booked against the heavyweight champion, he's not going to draw because nobody's going to believe that he can win. Well, that's not right. going to be good because we, we're in the business to make money. So along the way, we're going to ask guys, you know, look, you know, we're going to go to the manager and, hey, your guys, you know, he is where he's at and he's not going to go any further. And these are the fights he's going to get. And, you know, let's uh, let's do a little business. Uh, Save around whatever, you know, let's let him go down. And, you know, our guy goes up, you know, we'll give him a little uh-huh. extra money. And they go, okay. And then the guy mm-hmm. looks, our guy looks stronger and better and, you know, for the big money fight that we're going to have in a year or two years. Wow. Things are sometimes, you know, they, you have to look down the road, both in boxing, wrestling, and MMA, you have to look down the road sometimes six months, mm-hmm. a year, year and a half, two years as to where you want to go so that you can start piecing the puzzle together emotionally and mentally so that by the time right. you get there, the audience goes, oh, of course, this guy should win. He's, And then you have some intrigue for the fight and what we call heat for the fight that sells the tickets, the, the intrigue, the idea that you know, God, I got to watch this because I might actually see an upset, or I might this guy's going to win, or, right. or or I want I want to see the champion keep his belt and this guy's a threat. Well, you're not going to get any of that on a regular, mm-hmm. consistent basis if you don't control it.
3: Oh my gosh, yes, that's so interesting. The psychology behind this. So, so. They, you
0: know, yeah. There are fights that are probably 100%, you know, legit, but they are going to be those that are going to be doing business too. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, that would make sense. uh, Yeah. And now, Al, what would you say is the biggest match you've ever uh, uh, competed in uh, and who's your favorite opponent? I mean, you've, you've had matches with the best of them.
0: God, you know, whenever I get asked questions like this, it's so tough because it's hard to just mm-hmm. single out one thing because I, for me, you know, I just enjoy, I love so much going out and just doing what I do and mm-hmm. um, so, you know, whether it's five people are in the audience or, you know, I've worked, I've been in front of five people and I've been in front of, I don't know, 70, 80, people, you know. Oh, my it's, it's, uh, for me, it's always the same. I mean, it's just as much of a rush, you know, that initial coming out in front of 80,000 people Mm -hmm. is certainly more of a rush than it is coming out in front of five people. But, um, (laughs) but just the experience and the, uh, of performing is just, it's so awesome that, you know, it's hard to pick just one person and uh, one match that, you know, I'd say, oh, this was the the biggest match I ever had, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, and my favorite opponent was me. You know, I loved wrestling me, so. I didn't <laughs> <remember> me. <laughs> yeah. And head, I've had some matches with head too. So Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Al. No. Uh, the, That's Johnny has
2: a lot of uh, young listeners who are, are just getting into sports. Um, right. If somebody is in high school now um, or, or younger, and they want to. Follow you. Obviously, there's only one Al Snow, and of you get to be Al Snow, so God bless you for that. Um, if somebody wanted to be something similar, uh, how would they start? Say they're 12, 13 years old. What's start the first asking thing?
0: questions. The yeah. first thing they should do is if they really, truly want to do it, just mm-hmm. know that they can, that there's nothing that, that, you know, you can do anything you want to do if you want to do it bad enough. You just have to be willing to pay the price to do it. You've got to be willing to work hard and and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, understand that it may not happen overnight. It may take you years to get where you want to go. But if you want to do anything, I mean absolutely anything, anyone out there could do anything they want to do. if They just make a conscious decision to do it. That's the very first step is that you, in your mind, decide Truly decide, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pursue this. And then you just start asking questions, and, and you'll be amazed at the, the, the doors that will start to open and the opportunities that will start to come just simply because you decided it was something that you were going to do and that you started asking the questions to do it, um, you know, and stop believing and listening to everybody go, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. You know, I came from a really small town and mm-hmm. in Ohio and, and mm-hmm. you know my all of my family were just you know blue collar workers you know they you know I'm the only one that ran away with the circus and you know to, <laughs>
2: you
0: know for years I'd you know listen to you know I was the joke at the family reunions and you know oh, are yeah. you still out there playing around and you know when you're going to grow up when you're going to be serious and then all of a sudden things kind of changed you know <laughs> got kind of where I would show up at the reunion, or I would show up at, you know, a awake at a funeral for a family member, and oh, I tell so-and-so, you're my cousin, oh, could you give me an autograph, oh, could you do this for this person, oh, could you call somebody right now on the phone, <laughs> you know, so, you know, all those same people that were like, oh, you know, yeah, that's a joke, and, you know, you're never going to amount to anything, became the very same people who were, you know, oh, man, it's, oh, it's so cool, I tell everybody that I'm related to you, and, yeah, well, you know, so, you know, if you believe in yourself and you want to do it, then you'll be able to do it, you know. And understand too what exactly it is that it, that is uh, what makes you a success, you know. If it's for you, you're not going to be feel successful until you, you know, in acting, you're going to win an Oscar, you know. Uh, then you're going to have to do a lot more. If, you know, Mm -hmm. if just the thought, the idea of getting to be able to perform for a living and do what you love to do on a regular basis is your idea of being successful, then, you know, you're going to be, you know, it's going to be completely different, you know, than uh, um, what somebody else is going to have to do, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's all relative to what you want and what you determine is going to be the thing that makes you feel like you've achieved whatever level of success you've wanted to achieve, but it's in your hands. I mean, you've got to be able to, you know, and you've got to, be, a lot of people don't realize they just see the glamorous side of entertainment and they mm-hmm. don't realize just how much hard work mm-hmm. every day goes into doing this, you know, into, uh, you know, pursuing it and and wanting to be right. a part of it and, and connecting and communicating and, you know, uh, keeping your name out there and, you know. Um, hustling, and you know, it's not a, it's you know, it's it's a job. It's you know, it's a fun right. job, but it mm-hmm. <laughs> you still have to work at it every day. You know, in some manner, some every day you got to get up and discipline yourself to do something to, you know, pursue whatever it is you want to do, whether it be athletics or, you know, whether it be you know, um, acting or wrestling or or you know, uh, whatever it's. It's solely on your shoulders to to do it. And, and there will be people that will help you along the way and will contribute and, you know, uh, direct you the right way. But at the end of the day, it, it will be you. So
3: Wow. Right. That's such a powerful message. And very positive, too, in our show. is all about following your dreams and staying positive. So that's just really wonderful. Um, and then, so... You said you were so busy that you're not able to give a whole lot of time to OBW right now. Um, what projects are you currently working on?
0: Well, I, I, I unfortunately, I'm not really getting to – I haven't really gotten much of a chance. And that's my fault because I haven't uh, pursued as much as I, would, I should, I guess, the acting, <laughs> um, which I really want to, but I've just been so caught up with uh, – uh, I still am a producer for TNA, Impact Hi. Wrestling that's live on Spike every Thursday night and uh, oh, oh. and I work for them and I, that's been keeping me pretty busy and then I go out and I still wrestle and uh, mm-hmm. you know wow. I've been very thankfully very busy with uh, with that um, I'll be going to England at the end of May um, I was just in England at the end, the end of January then I went to Japan at the end of February and now I'm going back to England and then you know, so that, uh, that's that been keeping me running quite a bit. And, wow. Um, uh, you know, it, until I, I would much rather, at this point in my uh, career, I'd, I'd like to make the transition and start to do more of the acting than I do of the wrestling. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the time being, I'm very happy that, you know, I can still, people still want to pay to see me and I can go out and act silly in my uh, underwear and uh, <laughs> run around, <with> pl- <laughs> right around with my plastic head and, you know, have fun. So. Well, if you, if you were
2: <laughs> in a movie and say, let's just say that, that there was the perfect movie that came across your your death script, what would it be? What kind of character
0: would you play? Uh, for me, any kind of character. I don't care. I'm you know, um, with my experience in wrestling, I you know because of the fact that for the last I don't know number of years, I was comp- you know my character was really basically insane. Um, and if you were to ask, you know, nine out of ten people, they would swear that I was completely crazy. Because I used to, after the shows, I would take the head to dinner, you know, um, because I knew fans could see me or potential fans would see me. And I would buy dinner, you know, at the restaurants for my myself, head and, you know, get in an argument with them and, you know. Because I knew that there were people watching me that, that if they're flipping the channel on the TV, they would recognize me and they might stop oh because God. they would believe that I was completely out of my mind. And and that was a good thing. It wasn't a good thing as far as a couple of times I got kicked out of restaurants, but it was a it was a good thing as far as their belief in me, which allowed me to be all kinds of different characters, you know, I was basically still the same character but I got to play a lot of different situations in the wrestling business and um, and that, you know, that helped a lot. And as far as, you know, the acting thing is concerned, I don't have a particular character or idea. You know, I understand that a person has, a, you know, the writer or director has a vision and my job mm-hmm. is to help them try to bring that as much to life as possible and make the the audience feel whatever it is that they want me to make the audience feel at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, so I don't have a particular character. It's funny because a lot of, you know, a lot of people think that I do, you know, because I'm a performer. So, you know, of course I've, i you know, I've, I've got, a, I must have an ego that needs to be stroked. So, you know, like I had one guy call me up and he's like, Hey, uh, so he wrote me like three paragraphs on how they were going to kill me. You know, and, oh, you'll go down fighting and you'll do this. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you can kill me any way you want, whatever I'll tell your story. I mean, you need me on my knees crying, sobbing, and peeing like <laughs> that. It's fine. It won't matter to me because you ain't killing me. You're killing a character, so I can care less what you do, you know. But they get caught, you know, yeah. sometimes it's hard for people to separate themselves from what it is they do. They feel like, you know, they forget that the the person on the screen whether it be acting or anything, any other form of storytelling, they forget that that's that's not them, and they really start right. to believe that it's it's them, and it's like, no, that's not yeah. me. So you do whatever you want. I don't yeah, I don't, you know, it's, it's yeah. Not me. But, what you
1: do. can I get you? Uh, yeah, can I get you to say uh, that uh, phrase that you used to say at the beginning of your theme song, uh, real quick? So, uh,
0: what does everybody want? what does everybody yeah. need and of course what does yeah. everybody love and just so everybody's aware it's not the double entendre that everybody thought I was talking about because I wasn't talking about oral sex I was actually talking about <laughs> <was> because <laughs> cool. I was trying to do just because Vince didn't get it I was trying to do a storyline where eventually I would become jealous of the head because that was what everybody okay. wanted needed and loved and at some point I was going to turn on the head and then I would have a okay. big storyline where I was having a big feud with them. And then I would never <laughs> be able to beat them. They would constantly, something would happen, and I'd constantly lose to them. And, you know, like yeah. getting beaten by a plastic head. So, <laughs> you know, so that yeah. was the whole point of that. Everybody thought that I was talking about, you know, getting a yeah. DJ. You know, DJ. <laughs> and I, I wasn't. Really talking about. I was really legitimately talking about the plastic head. Because at that point, I think I didn't... <laughs> Performing for, like, 14, like, 16 years, and the whole thing was born out of my frustration for over not being, quote, unquote, successful. And oh. uh, I had, like, a, a nervous breakdown. And, and and actually, there's a real case study in a, in a, when I was reading a, a books on abnormal psychology around that time. Um, and there was a lady who had paranoid schizophrenia, and she was... Uh, she had transference disorder. meaning mean, she transferred her illness onto the inanimate objects that she heard voices from. So that was the whole concept behind the head was that I was not crazy, that I thought the head was crazy and not me. Yeah. That I yeah, was yeah. completely normal and that the head was out of their mind, you know. All right. So, and that was that was part of yeah. the fun. And then, yeah. and then here I had worked all so hard, you know, And now, what did everybody still want, and need, and love was not me, but a plastic head. Mm -hmm. So, eventually, I would get jealous and attack them, and (laughs) yeah. And then we'd have. And then you had Pepe, right? Pepe. I had had Pepper. Pepper, yeah. Oh, Pepper, pepper, yeah. um, Yeah, which was the writer. um, Vince Russo saw the movie uh, about Son of Sam, and that you know he could hear voices from the dog and. So then I got Pepper for a while, and then, you know, yeah. the bad guy, big boss man, st- stole Pepper, and then made me eat the dog. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've kind to do a lot of things. <laughs> that's for sure. I had pep- I had I had yeah. too. The one I the one I deerhead that I had oh, yeah. on for a while too. Yeah. 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 And then they they and then Bob Holly killed you know destroyed him and. and yeah. Then I had a. I had a they gave. I can't believe. Still to this day, I think about it, how much TV time costs. And they gave me like a ten or twelve minute, you know, wake. I had to have a wake for a deer head on TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I, it yeah. Kind of boggles my mind. I'm like, what? What were they thinking? You know, they just walked up to me. Yeah. They walked in the building. and They're like, oh yeah, tonight you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hold a wake for the deer head. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I Kind of get get some stuff together if you would, and, you know. I went okay, yeah. all right, whatever. And then <laughs> I literally had to go out and perform a wake for a stuffed deer head. So. And I'm sure that's still <laughs>
2: available on on YouTube. Um, you're going to lose one of your hosts uh, right now because I got to run. But Al, thank you oh. very very much, and I'll keep in touch and uh, hope Absolutely. we work together. Uh, um, I guess uh, Bunny has been able to meet you in person, which is awesome. Johnny, yeah. have you met Al in person?
1: Not in person yet, but maybe hopefully if you're if you ever wrestling in L.A. or something, if
0: you're ever down here, oh, yeah. a, you can
1: know, meet up or something, grab some lunch. Absolutely.
0: And let me tell you, meeting me in person is absolutely a magical moment. It's something that you tell your grandkids about. Trust me. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, Bunny definitely. never
2: stopped talking about it for a week after she met you. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny's, Bunny's fantastic.
0: I love Bunny. She's awesome. Absolutely. Well,
2: uh, yeah. yeah. Um, everybody loves Bunny. Uh, yeah, she's, she's tremendous. She's very contagious. Um, okay, so I'm I'm <laughs> exiting. Uh, thank you, everybody. Bye, Bunny. Bye, Johnny. Bye, Al. Yeah. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Okay. All right. Okay. Later, Jim. Okay. Bye.
1: bye. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, Bunny, you got any uh, last questions for Al? And then we'll have uh, we'll have you uh, promote all your uh, you know, websites, Twitter, whatever you want to promote, Al. Okay.
3: Um no i mean i I could talk to Al for just hours. I just you are so funny, you are <laughs> so ex- i mean you've got this grasp of psychology and acting, and just you're incredibly, incredibly smart, so funny in person. I mean, we were just cracking up, and it was really nice talking to you. You're really, really just great guys I could. I have a bunch of questions that I could still ask you, but at this point, I just want to say thank you so much for being on our show. It's such an honor having you on our show, Al. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Bunny. I, you know, I we did. We had so much fun that night. (laughs) God, that it seemed like it stretched on forever. (laughs) It just, you know, a movie set. Sometimes, you know, that's the other. Everybody thinks movies are so, so glamorous. Boy, you just get there, and sometimes you just sit around and. You know, right. it, it was it was so nice to be around such you know everybody was so wonderful. I mean, everybody was so terrific to work with and so nice. Mm-hmm. And I really lucked out. I mean, it was it was very nice. I I you know haven't forgotten you at all. You were just such an amazing person, such a terrific person. So oh you know, and gosh, thank you for having gosh, me on yeah. the show. It's, it, it was you know yeah. Uh, well, we love having I'm, you, you know, here. Thrilled to do it.
3: Yeah, the
1: pleasure. Yeah, of and uh, so now I uh, would promote your Twitter handle once again, and then uh, anything else okay. you want
0: to promote, go right ahead. Uh, the real Al Snow is on Twitter, and um, if you're offended easily, probably shouldn't read it. But I'm actually better now. <laughs> and, you know, I don't put nearly as much offense. <laughs> as I, But uh, I just try to be funny, and I try to entertain people because. And Facebook is I've got both a fan page and a regular page. Um, under Al Snow, and uh, you know, I put much the same kind of silly stuff up there. I, you know, I don't, I, I love all of you dearly, but I don't need to know that you'll have a headache or that you're fighting with right. your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or yeah. you know, uh, I, you know, if I tell you something like the cat just peed on the floor, I just shit in their litter box and, you know, justice is served, you know. <laughs> so, that's the kind of stuff I like to post. Or you know? well, today I put up just a few minutes ago about, I like to Hug people and whisper in their ear, hmm, you smell different when you're awake, just to see their reaction. So, yeah. You know, freak yeah. them out a little bit, make them, make them nervous. Especially because <laughs> a, a guy my size holds on to you for a while and sniffs yeah. you in and tells you you smell different when you're awake. kind of weirds you out. But, you know, <laughs> that's just what they do. Especially if I meet yeah. them for the first time. I mean, I don't. Oh, yeah. A yeah. lot of people assume that I'm. I'm just like some animal all the time, so you know, they just think, Oh my god, this guy's gonna kill me uh, but, uh, Quite quite actually the opposite. I don't I don't kill anybody. Yeah. Except for maybe in the movies or something like that. So Yeah. But the real Al Snow on Twitter and Al Snow on Facebook and you know and I hope everybody watches, you know, the movies, like Erie and L S D Yeah. And, um that chance those are coming out this year and, and with you around that'll be out that'll be done hopefully here soon and you know um, I think that it looks like it's going to be really a, a funny funny movie and you know, to get to be involved I can't thank Mitch Costanza enough to let me get you know the chance to you know play a little slightly different character than what I normally do and you know that was fun so I got to play a big redneck hick that owns a liquor store so that was fun too <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Cool. oh yeah You cool.
1: uh, you know definitely uh, keep in touch and let me know if you're ever in l a and uh absolutely yeah you know, definitely uh great yeah great talking to you, and we uh yeah so uh, we'll definitely uh keep in touch, we'll promote all your uh projects on our entertainment broadcast network uh facebook page, just send me the links, we'll put them up there, and yeah, so uh, you got any last words to say to the the listeners out there any uh, words uh, of advice or anything?
0: A little bit of advice, and that is two things. One, if you go to a strip club, go to the bank and get two dollar bills. They look like twenties in that light. You'll have a bunch. <laughs> uh, nice. And in twenty years, you'll regret far more the things you did not do than the things that you did. So, yeah,
1: well, that's great advice. Yeah. And uh yeah, and I just want to say to all the listeners out there. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we'll have another show again next Tuesday. And without further ado, we are out of here. Later, guys. Bye-bye.